Hallelujah. Amen. God bless you for coming to church. I hope your week was good. In fact, because I have been given this privilege to share the word of God with you today, I want to seize the opportunity to say a very big thank you to God for the life of my family, especially last year when COVID-19 struck. The Lord has been good to my family. And I want to stand here on behalf of my family, both the Akpabli family and the Peto family, to say hallelujah to his name. Amen. I remember in August, just as we are in last year, I was coming from Ashaima. In fact, Edda Tony, the gentleman who serviced the air conditions in this auditorium, he was with me. We were going to fix something there. And then when we were coming, something happened at the motorway tow boot. And then I was put behind bars for about 45 minutes. So the guy, I tried to explain everything to him. He said, no, he must send me in. Even his own boss said, he should let me go. He said, no, he must put me behind bars. So I went behind bars. And then the gentleman who was with me, I told him to, we were supposed to pick something at East Legon, and I told him to go and pick the thing. And then he told me he won't go, that he will wait for a while. Apparently, he had heard a voice that God actually was preventing an accident. And so he wanted us to be there for some time. Just when the time had passed, I actually called pastor at the time. He called the regional commander so that they could release me. But before the regional commander called, I was released by the station master. That he, pack your things and go. So I want to give glory to God that he used that as an opportunity to save our lives. Amen. As if that wasn't enough, the enemy continued. And so I actually had the accident. If I had a picture is with IT, I don't know if they still have it. But to the glory of God, I am still alive. Amen. Amen. I'm saying it calmly, but it's not as calm as I am saying it. Hallelujah. There is this tree song that I want to sing. How much in quantity? 
to maturity a call to maturity a call to maturity a call to maturity amen when you enter every church auditorium there are all kinds of people There are Christians, and sometimes there are non-Christians. And so we have mature Christians. We have Christians who are not matured. And we have non-Christians also in the house of God. And so just as we are seated this morning, whatever message that comes, you see that the matured Christian, the Christian who is not matured, and then the unbeliever will all receive the message, or they will listen to the message. Hallelujah. It means that there are levels in the house of God that we must acknowledge. In the house of God, there are levels. Hallelujah. And so, there is this message or issue on social media that a pastor had kissed some young ladies at a graduation ceremony. And so it's on social media. And we all have our bite or our take or our opinions on it. That is okay. Remember, he's a pastor. He's a man. And then God asked to it, a man of God. And indeed, if you are a leader of the church or a man of God, so to speak, a lot is expected from you. A lot. But for me, it looks as if we are forgetting that a leader who has been born by a woman through the coming together of a man and a woman are also human beings 
In fact, a lot of my friends or a number of my friends are not Christians. Most of them are Muslims. And all kinds of things go on in their circles. But we do not hear them. We do not see them on social media. We do not write about them as journalists or those of us who sit on air having discussions. We do not hear these things. Do you hear them? Do you see them on social media? Why don't you see them? Why don't you hear them? It looks as if we Christians are giving ourselves out. In fact, I am by no means condoning sin. Stressed. Italized. Capitalized. I am by no means condoning sin. Sin and sin is sin. And where it must be punished, it must be punished. And that is why I like Church of Pentecost. They will call you, have discussions over and over and over and over again. When you prove stubborn and you don't want to come out of it, that is when you get to see a paper writing that this officer or this pastor, this and this has happened to him. So sin must be punished. But why do we Christians give ourselves out to the world? And the world now use that to lash the relationship we have with our God, which is Christianity. Christianity, I learned, is not a religion. So who is causing it? We give ourselves out. And just yesterday, too, I heard another issue where, you see, a lady at Manprobi Polyclinic, you know, took off her life because the medical director had given her out summarily. And she had to take off her life. Assuming that medical director is a Christian, if it is Christ in that situation, what would Christ have done? And so in the house of God, we have babies. I think kindly project this scripture for me. First Peter chapter 2, verse 1 to 3. I think I should be done in 20 minutes. 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 1 to 3. Therefore, read yourselves of all malice and all deceit, hypocrisy, envy, and slander of every kind. Verse 2. Like newborn babies crave 
pure spiritual milk so that by it you may grow up in your salvation. Now that you have tasted that the Lord is good. Hallelujah. When we come to Christ as born again believers, the Bible says that after we have been baptized, we should be taught to do and observe all the commands the Lord had given. So we are expected to be taught as born again believers or babies in Christ so that we can grow up. That is what the scripture says in Matthew. We are supposed to be taught. We are supposed to learn. And so when you come to Church of Pentecost, in fact, when you accept Christ as your Lord and personal Savior, you are supposed to be taken through what we call New Converts class. This used to be so. In fact, I was privileged to be one of the people handling that. But you see all kinds of excuses why we cannot attend these classes. In verse 2 of what we just read, is saying that as newborn babies, we should crave pure spiritual what? milk so that by it we may grow up in our salvation. You know, babies, if I'm privileged to be a father, so I can explain this. You know, babies, when they are born, they don't crave for any other thing apart from the breast milk. Nobody teaches them how to suck. You just put them to their breast and they start sucking. That is a newborn baby. And so the scripture is saying, just as a newborn baby would desire the spiritual, the, the milk of the mother, you as Christians baby, or we as Christian babies, we should also crave for what? Pure spiritual milk. And I learned that the breast milk has all the nutrients needed for the child to grow up. In the same way, Christian babies also have a milk that has all the needed nutrients to enable the Christian to grow up. A call to maturity. And this spiritual milk we are talking about is nothing other than the word of God. Take it or leave it. If you do not drink of that milk, you will not grow up. You can be in the house of God for so many years. You will not grow up. You will behave like a child. And when you are behaving like a child, you may be told 
but you would not know because you think you have grown up. In fact, if a baby should crave for an adult food and is given that food because, hey, the system is not ready to digest adult food, it may harm the baby. But we Christians, when we come to Christ and we are supposed to be taught and opportunities are presented, we do not take the opportunities. We rather want to eat food that is meant for adults and that is harmful to us. Hallelujah. I hope you are following me. A call to maturity. We are not expected to eat adult food. And so Apostle Peter wrote that test. And he began the test with something. Verse 1. Therefore, rid yourselves of all malice and all deceit, hypocrisy, envy, and slander of every kind. In fact, a baby Christian can go through the ranks and become a leader in the house of God. For the purpose of emphasis, a baby Christian can rise through the ranks and become a leader in the house of God. You know, children, when they do something, okay, if a 10-year-old child should be seen urinating here, what do you think? All right. If a one-year-old child runs to this altar and starts urinating, what will you think? Imagine that I, not even here, outside there, stand there, and I'm urinating. What will you think? There's something wrong up there. Observe us as Christians in the house of God. We are all not matured. Even some of us leaders. And so that is why patience is needed in the house of God. For everyone, we must exercise patience. And if you are not grown, you must submit yourself to be taught you must learn in order to grow up. And if as a child you are being taught, you rebel, you are being taught, you rebel, you grow up to become an unuseful ad adult. The same way as Christians, 
when we start out and we don't submit ourselves to be taught, we don't submit ourselves to learn, and we grow in the house of God, we will not be useful in the house of God because we are not grown, we are not matured, we've not learned anything. And so sometimes, because I am not matured, I may be contributing or saying things to prove that I am also in the church. But what I'm saying is non fact I am rather exposing my ignorance confidently. And that is harmful because there are still new babies entering the house of God. And they are supposed to learn from us. They are supposed to suck the milk that we are giving them. So everyone must acknowledge that you have reached a stage. Someone has reached a stage. Another person has reached another stage. We are all not equal in the house of God. Humility is important. Humility is needed. Very, very important. Rid yourselves of all malice. Why would the writer start with that? There is something I glean from that. Apostle Peter had written to Christians. And he says, you should rid yourself of all malice. He that you were in the world, doing all kinds of things that you shouldn't do. In fact, sometimes you didn't know that they were even wrong. So you were doing them. So now that you have come to Christ, he says, rid yourself of all malice. Children, even children, if you are matured, pay attention to this. Even children do not have that. It is not part of their gene. So if you call yourself a matured Christian and you have this thing we call malice, not part of the character of even children. Hallelujah. I'm sure you thought the mic will not work again. It's working. Hallelujah. Amen. <laughs> the light must shine in darkness. So we are light here. This darkness cannot stop us from listening to the message. Hallelujah. And this is not a surprise to me. Amen. Sure that Chris will understand why I say it's not a surprise to me. Hallelujah. Please let us eschew malice. It is not even part of a newborn baby. Because as Christians, we are called to love. And so when it continues, now I have to use my own Bible. I will finish shortly. Hallelujah. 
So the second one in there is that they should avoid what? The sit. Avoid the sit. First Peter. First Peter chapter 2, verse 1. So he says, You should lay aside all malice, all deceit. 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 There is something that someone had written about it, and I want to read it. He said, it should, the deceit should be, could be in words or action in the children of God. Who ought not to lie to one another or defraud each other nor express that with their lips which they have not in their hearts. So let's stop deceiving ourselves. Let's stop deceiving each other in the house of God. Let us stop it. Because children, even children, do not deceive. When it is A, they say it is A. And that is children. Children. Not even adults. And then he continues to talk about hypocrisy. I'm talking about verse 1 of First Peter chapter 2. He continues to talk about hypocrisy. And the man wrote that hypocrisy could be to God or to man. And let me read what he wrote. He said, hypocrisy to God is when persons profess that which they have not as love to God, faith in Christ, zeal for religion, fervent devotion, and sincerity in the worship of God and do all they do to be seen of men and appear outwardly righteous and yet are full of all manner of iniquity. And Auza will tell you, this is unchristian. It's unchristian. You jump, you sing, you do all kinds of things for people to see that you are a good Christian. This one, the writer is saying, is to God. Hypocrisy to God. Not even to man. And he wrote another about hypocrisy to men. Praise God. Hypocrisy to men is pretense of friendship. Pretense of friendship. Loving in word and tongue only. Speaking peaceably with the mouth. But in your heart, lays wait. You profess 
that you are my friend. When you see me, you say, hey, you laugh with your teeth out. You smile with your teeth out. You do all kinds of things to show to your neighbor that you love him or you love her. But here, you are killing your neighbor. It is on Christian in the house of God. Stop it. It's not proper. If you don't love him, you don't love him. Finito. That's it. Show it. A call to maturity. Let us learn to love one another. After all, what is it? What at all is it? Well, because you are the CEO, because now you are under me or I'm under you, because of whatever, whatever it is, ladies and gentlemen, see, if you should fall down right now and die, that's the end. All the things you are showing is gone. Please. It is gone. So the writer was writing to giving babies Knowing that children do not have this lifestyle, so get rid of them and allow yourself to be taught so that you can grow to become an adult useful for the Lord. Rid yourself with envy, 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 envy in the house of God, in the house of God. Yes, he is a teacher, he is a prophet. He's an apostle. He gives Rema from the Lord for us to hear. Because of that, you are against him, you are against him. Why? The Lord says that all the giftings in the church are given for our own good, for the edification of the body of Christ, so that all of us can grow up to the measure of Christ. That is why the giftings are given. So why do, you, why, why do you envy your brother? Why is it that because elder can pray, you envy him? Why, why do you do that? And you call yourself a Christian. If it is not me, no one else. Why should it be so? Because it is this person who is organizing the program, I will not come. Why is it so? Why should it be so? In fact, I want to plead with you, especially if you are not married. If there is a wedding in this auditorium, attend. Otherwise, when you come and there are three people here, you keep quiet, let us bless you, and then you go. It is becoming unbecoming of us. And somebody must mention it. And I choose to mention it. Please. Why are we doing this to ourselves? We are supposed to love one another. You see, all the laws in the Old Testament, they have been fulfilled and has been given to us as one. Love your neighbor as yourself. So 
why do we do these things to ourselves? Why? In fact, why do we discriminate? Why? Why do we discriminate? What do we gain? No, what, what do you realize from it? So, you didn't come, and so what? What has happened? No, see, our attitude in the house of God must change. We must all grow up. Look, either you didn't come for my wedding, but you are doing it, I am coming. That is maturity. It's maturity. Please show some form of maturity. Let us see that you are matured. Hallelujah. Get rid of all kinds of evil speaking. All kinds of evil speaking. All kinds of evil speaking. Children do not do this. Children, even children do not do this. So if you are here, you speak evil of people. Know that you are not even a child in Christ. You are an unbeliever. Because he had written to born-again Christians that they should get rid of this, knowing that they were in this. So if you are in this, in the house of God, and you call yourself a Christian, I am sorry. You are not a Christian. You are an unbeliever. Because that is the attitude or character of an unbeliever. That Apostle Peter is saying we should get rid of. You have tasted that the Lord is good. God has brought you to himself. In fact, Jesus himself said that no one can come to him except the Lord brings the person to him. Except God himself brings you as a Christian. You cannot become a Christian. So if the word of God was spoken to you somewhere and you have confessed Christ, that in itself, is a great miracle that you should always remember. Always, always remember. Please, let us mature. Let us come up. Let us not remain where we are. And remember, if a Christian falls, those of us who are strong. We are expected to lift them up in love and not give them out. That is not what Jesus would do. If Jesus is here, remember, he, when the adulterous woman was sent to him to give the go ahead so that that lady could be stoned, In summary, everybody left by a word. If you have not seen before, you cast the stone. Check yourself, please. God is working on all of us. We are all work in progress. We are not there yet. The time we will be there is when Jesus appears in glory. We are work in progress. Let us humble ourselves and do what is right in the house of God. And I know the Lord will bless us. Amen.